The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to um, Avia's uh, Monday afternoon presentation, um, Accessible Documents from the IRS. We have um, Kim joining us from the Atlanta office. Uh, she is open to questions as she makes her presentation, um, so if you do have any, that's fine. Otherwise, we'll take questions at the end. My name is Dave Adams. Our president, uh, Steve Blow, is here, as well as immediate past president, um, Chris Prentice, uh, Charles Navarrete, one of our members, is attending by Zoom, and we may have some other Zoom participants as well, but welcome. Um, go ahead, Kim. Good afternoon. Um, I will tell you before I get started that I woke up this morning and realized that I was losing my voice, so if any time you don't understand something I said, don't has hesitate to ask me to repeat. So I am Kim Carmichael. And I work for Internal Revenue Services Alternative Media Center. And we are responsible for document accessibility. We started off by doing Braille and large print for the most part. Then, of course, we got into PDFs and, and other things. Um, I'm also here with my coworker. Bill Manifold, who is in the office uh, in the audience, and I may be asking him from time to time um, if you guys ask something that I don't know. Hopefully, he will. So, um, again, we um, are responsible for making documents accessible, and we'll start off by just talking about the IRS forms. And like I said, we work for Alternative Media Center, so from now on I'm going to call that AMC. It's much easier. Um, I will say that I started my career in customer service. I worked there for about 26 years, and then I left there and went to the AMC and have been there about 13 years, I guess now. And um, so we have forms and publications, as I'm sure all of you know, um, that are produced by the Internal Revenue Service, and they are posted online. And we also have visually impaired employees that need that same material to help their taxpayers. So there's a large need for having various formats out there. So we started off by doing Braille and large print, as I said before. And then, of course, PDFs came along, and those did not work for JAWS especially very well. And just to back a little bit, I am a user of the products myself. Um, so I started off uh, in the AMC as a Braille transcriptionist. So um, anyway, so I'm a user of the products. And um, so those PDFs came along, and they needed a lot of help, and we managed to figure that out and made them accessible. So we have fillable PDF forms. Um, all of it is on our website. We um, have not gotten to the point yet where we can accept an electronic signature. Unfortunately, the laws have to be changed before we can do that. 
So you do have to complete them. Uh, well, you can complete them on your computer, but you have to still sign them if you wish to send them in uh, on paper versus electronic filing, and we can get into more of that eventually. The fillable PDFs do work finally with Mac. They work with, of course, Windows-based, and they um, have been tested with more than one screen reader. Um, so some of them, I will tell you now that if you were to download those, and where you get those from is www.irs.gov forward slash accessibility. There's multiple ways to get to it, but for me that is the easiest one. And from there, um, there are, there's information about ASL videos and some other things. Um, and then there's also the accessible documents that we have available. And so on some of these documents, you're going to find that if you go in um, and try to complete the PDF, you're going to hear an edit field that just says read only. And the reason for that is is because some of our documents have requirements that they be completed in a different way. You can, you know, like electronically, you can't just fill them out on paper and send them in. So if you run across that, it's not that they weren't made accessible. They just don't want you to think that you can fill them out. So we've got that. So um, we post our documents and we divide them up. So that website I gave you, irs.gov forward slash accessibility, has quite a few things. One link is for publications that are dedicated to people with disabilities, credits that might be available that might be of interest to you know, our group of people. So we put those on one page. We also have a page for accessible PDFs. And those are the fillable ones that I talked about. We have Braille, and actually it says Braille and text, uh, text files. And what we do with that is we have the BRF file, and we zip it together with the text file so you get both at one time. Um, that is, we have a link to just those. Then we have a link to large print forms, large print publications. So we sort of break them down. And um, so you know if you're going to publications, forms, whichever it may be. Now, the large print um, forms are not accessible because they are actually there for printing purposes. So if you have problems and you're opening that up with the screen reader, you are likely to have problems because we didn't intend for those to be accessible. So also... This is, you can download these, as I said. You can also call our main forms order number, and this is a number that anybody else in the country would call if they need something, and that number is 1-800-829-3676. And if you spell that, that is 1-800-TAX-FORM. Easier to remember. So um, you can call, let them know if you want large print or braille, and they will ship that to you. What happens then is it comes to our office, and we will produce that, ship it out to you. Um, so it goes 
all of all of our products will go through the mainstream just like anything else. So I guess <clears throat> that is it for the moment on the forms. I, I can stop here if anybody has any questions before I go on to the next thing. Um, hi, my name is Michael. Um, and I've had people ask me this question before and I just didn't know how to answer it. It's a little hot. I don't know if you need to turn down just a tad. But... Um, is it just the forms, or can you also get instructions and accessible uh, instructions for filling them out? Because as you know, some of them can be pretty complicated. So, is it just forms, or can you get the instructions in accessible format as well? Okay, um, good question. You can get them uh, the, both the forms and the instructions um, for Braille. In particular, what we do is we combine the tax form and the instructions all in the same volumes or the same files, depending on how you receive them. Um, but yes, you can get both. And we also, I failed to mention, this is not something that the AMC does ourselves, but it is available in other places on our website, so we do link to it. We have HTML forms and publications, not all. We don't have as many of those as we do in other accessible formats. But um, since they are available, we thought we would go ahead and link to them so you can you can get them either way. And then we also have some EPUBs. Uh, so if you use a mobile device, they will reflow and um, you can use it with your mobile device. But yes, you can get forms and instructions. Okay. So now we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics of late, and that is our Accessible Notices program. And this is about a, a year and a half old. Um, we started in January of 22, and there is a form, 9,000, and for the folks in the room, I gave, we gave you a flash drive. There, The form 9,000 is on there in several formats. Now, obviously, you're not going to file the Braille one, but for those who read Braille or large print, you, you can see what it looks like. But there is a fillable PDF and on that form, you can choose whether you want Braille, text, audio, large print, or we just call it, we have to differentiate Braille-ready file. Um, so basically, just a BRF on a flash drive. So what we will do is, once you file that form, and there are a couple of ways to do that, it will go into our office. Somebody will designate on your account what your chosen option is in your preferred format. If you are married and each of you, one wants Braille, one wants large print, you can do that. You can each specify your own. Um, the Form 9000, you can file as a standalone form. You have to print it off, sign it, send it in. Um, you can also file it with your tax return, same way if you're filing the paper return. But, um, I, and I do not know if all electronic filing services because, um, have this. This is not something that we actually control. But we do know that many of the electronic filing services have um, a pop-up when you're filling out your tax return and it asks you if you would like to fill this out and make a designation. And you can also choose Spanish or English. Um, those are the only two languages at the moment that we have notices available, um, but we do have that. So once you make those choices, then any further <clears throat> excuse me, IRS communications that you receive should come in your preferred format. 
So this is this is one of those things that we're real happy about. We've been wanting to happen for a long time, and finally it has. And um, so we hope that everybody that wants an alternate format will um, go ahead and make that specification and um, get it in whatever your chosen format is. Any questions on the notices? Can I ask a question? Just repeat it real quick. Hmm? Okay. Mike wants to know if the audio files come on the CD or how they come. We put them on the same flash drive. And um, for those of you who are not in the room, <clears throat> the, the flash drives that go out actually have a Braille label on them. Uh, I assume, Bill, there is in print as well? Yes. Okay. Um, so it's in print as well. And it says IRS. Because if you just get this flash drive in the mail and with no name on it you're probably not going to put that in your computer so we've labeled it so that you will know now the other thing that we do <clears throat> the law requires that we send out a printed notice to you um, we can't just send out a braille or a large print or an audio notice to you but the good part is there is no delay because they send over the notice, the original printed notice that you would normally get, they pull it out of the pipeline, send it to us. They tell us by what date that has to be sent out to you. And then we have to get the alternate format done and shipped out by that date, and they both go in the same package. So it's all together. So if you find a sheet of paper in there that you have no idea what it is, you know what it is because it is the same as whatever the preferred format. So you could get an envelope, <clears throat> might have a Braille document and a printed document. You might have large print, or you might even have a flash drive in a printed document. But they're all the same. But since the law requires that, we send them together, and there's no delay um, because it used to be, I'm sure some some of you know this, it would take quite a while for us to get you your notice, and, of course, penalties, interest, things like that could add up by the time you got your information, and that wasn't quite fair. So now it's all done at the same time. Good question. Anything else? Maybe don't know the answer to this, but um, so, of course, we... ACB has various affiliates, and so they've got treasurers. And so if uh, one of our treasurers is blind, can they get accessible notices for their affiliate for the organization? Um, that is a good question. And I am assuming um, this would be under a tax ID number, and at this point, we don't have that. We are looking into it. What we did is we started with the individuals first, and we are looking into that. I, I don't have a timeline for you, but it is something that has been brought to our attention, and like I said, we were discussing it anyway, but we have also have, have had comments that people would like to see that, and I suspect it will be coming. I just can't tell you when. Anything else? <clears throat> okay. So I've got a question. Okay. Hold on. I don't know if you um, answered this before, but like I know you said the instructions for things were available, but there are big publications, say like the Circular E for employers. Is there an alternative format like in that, say like audio? 
Uh, we do not do that in audio. We do it in Braille, large print, text, um, and I believe it's an accessible PDF. Okay. Yeah. Um, what happened was we weren't doing the audio um, originally, and when we started the notice program, we had to include audio. And so we just got it started in that space. Um, I can't tell you that we will never have it. In fact, if you know, if I had to have a guess, I'd say we might. Um, but what we started with is we looked at the notices that were sent out the most often and what attachments there were to those notices. And those are the things that we got ready in audio first so that when we went online, we would have what we needed. So, um, I, like I said, I can't say that it won't be here, but it isn't right now. Um, Kim, just thinking about this, especially if you can send it out in text form, then we could probably import that into like Voice Dream, the app, and read it in the voice that we choose or whatever, right? So that Absolutely. Would, that would could. make it audio at that point. So that's what I would suggest is anyone get the pure text um, document and then throw that into Voice Dream. That is absolutely right. Um, in fact, we, you know, a lot. Some of the things that we have done by our contractor, some of that we actually do, and we're basically converting it um, to speech. And we're actually looking possibly to improve some of that now that we know um, things like what what is his name, Paul from. <laughs> the Eleven Labs, he's so good, you don't know if he's a human or not. Uh, we would like to bring some of that in, but again, we're just looking at it right now. Um, but that would be the best way to do that, and you can do that with a text file. It's very stripped down, no frills, just text. Now, and to, uh, I'll just say this again, I said it before, but uh, don't go on our website looking for text. You're going to get the BRF file and the text together. Um, they are done by the same contractors, and we just put those together um, in a zip file. So, you know, it, it does say on the link accessible rail and text files, but uh, I think sometimes people are a little bit confused because they're looking for just a single text file, and it's not. Okay, so... The next thing we uh, want to talk about, and it's about the same age as maybe a little bit older, um, so we've probably been doing this about two years, is a um, helpline for people with disabilities. And what this is, uh, it is a voicemail service. I will say, and I know everybody's like, uh, our boss <laughs> requires good customer service and if we don't you'll have our heads uh, we will call you back we are not going to ignore you um and maybe bill could tell, is it 48 hours or 72 bill we tried 48 but we required 72 okay so yes we were required we're required to get you and since he doesn't have a mic uh, we we are required to get that back to you or get back with you within 72 hours and, of course, we do try to, most days we get back the same day. When you call, please don't just say, I need help, call me back. <laughs> we have a lot of that. Um, we need to, it will be really helpful for us to know what it is that you need help with. And the reason for that is uh, not everybody is a JAWS user. Not everybody is a ZoomText user. Um, so if we know what you need, and this line is strictly for accessibility, 
issues. <laughs> we do not have access. <laughs> I'll repeat, do not have access. In fact, it says this on our um, outgoing recording. To account information, um, nor tax law questions. We are strictly about accessibility. So, let us know what you need. I've helped people navigate our website who some a person, fairly new user to Fusion. And I will say that when she, we got done with that call, she actually knew a lot more about navigating. Um, kind of <laughs> did a, you know, a little lesson there, but that's what was needed to get her through the website. We will pretty much do whatever it is that we need to do to help you get to what you need. Um, Bill, if you have that number, I will repeat it since you don't have the mic for the helpline. Okay, that is one eight three three six nine zero zero five nine eight zero five nine eight. That is toll free, despite being eight three. <laughs> yes, toll free. Um, so, like I said, you know, we'll help you with anything that we possibly can. We've had people that have had a hard time getting through the ID me to get an account online, um, and Having been through that process myself, I would probably rather have a root canal. But it, it is, it is a hard, you know. But all of government's using that, um, so you know, it's just one of those necessary evils because of the identity theft issues, and there are many. So, you know, if you need help getting through that, you know, we could do that. We'll we'll help you with whatever you need. If you are looking for a form or a publication because I will tell you now we don't do every single thing that we produce um, because you know we assign a number and we're considered on the publishing side of the house so everything has a catalog number well you know we might have signs that says women's restroom <laughs> and but they are assigned a number needless to say we're not we're not doing those in alternate formats unless somebody is putting them up and needs them. So they're not out there for just consumption. But if you find something that you really need that you do not have, call our helpline and let us know what it is and we can most likely get that done for you. We've taken the most often downloaded um, you know, we got the statistics and the, you know, what are the most often used products that we have that people need. And every year there are certain ones that get done automatically, no question. Say, for example, the 1040, every, you know, that's kind of a given. But if you find something that you don't have and or we don't have that you need, let us know what that is. Now... Will you get a turnaround in the 72 hours for that? No, probably not. But it, we will get it done as fast as we possibly can. So I'll take any questions on that for right now. Nothing? Okay. So the other thing I will say is that, you know, we have a lot of employees who are visually impaired. Um, I was asked the other day that when we produce videos and things like that, do we add um, um, audio description? And we do have the capability. Our office does not do that. 
Um, but we we have a studio that, that does those kinds of things. So, um, you know, it's possible. Um, but we have employees. So just in case you know of anybody who could be interested in becoming an IRS employee, um, this whole program started really to assist employees. So... Um, they need that. They need the same publications because you know if you the public calls in, and you're saying, well, you know, on page 500 I see this. We need to be able to know what you're looking at. So we would do that. Now training, we provide training service, um, training materials. Um, some of that is automatically done, just like all the tax information is done, but. We do provide that for, and usually what we do for that, we do have Braille, of course, large print, um, but what we do is an HTML, single page HTML file for um, a lot of the training material if you want it online and, and don't want to have to deal with the paper. Um, but we will um, do that for our employees. We have a, a lot of times... Um, there's an employee and they will be going to a training class and like the morning of or the day before their training person will tell them oh well we've got all these handouts and um so let's just for example i use braille uh, and, I, and, and and this applies when i say braille it applies to the large print or whatever it is um we will try to do a quick transcription for you in Braille or um, convert it to large print. We may just wind up blowing it up on a, you know, 11 by 17, which is larger. And I know that's pretty much a kind of not the preferred format. But when you have less than 24 hours to get the information, that's what happens. And something I didn't mention before, our uh, large print forms, they are not on 11 by 17. I believe the notices are on just on larger paper, aren't they, Bill? Yep. So the notices, they will come on larger paper like that. But our forms, if you get sent the hard copy, they are on an 8.5 by 11, and they, they're just reflowed um, so that you don't have to deal with the large paper. Size 20 font. Um, and again, though the, the um, notices do not do that. Um, but, the, you know, of course, that takes a little bit longer to, to get done. But anyway, so your training materials would be the same way. They would be reflowed if you had large print. So we, we try to do things for people. We try to do quick turnarounds. We've also done, um, we had a customer service site that was moving from one location to another. And I guess they had quite a few blind and visually impaired employees. So they wanted to know how could they show their employees you know, what that facility looked like. And so we actually got together with whomever had the maps and what, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, we produced a graphical tactile map for those employees so that they could see where fire exits were and things like that and know what they're looking at. So, you know, we tried to accommodate employees as much as we possibly can. Um, we are not in the business of uh training on um, you know computer type training but if somebody calls again like i said before our, 
our boss does require that good customer service. If it's something that's in within our, you know, within the, our knowledge wheelhouse, uh, we answer it. Um, if somebody, but an employee, I've had many of them to say, I don't know how to download this. And even though they probably should, they don't, we will download it and send it to them. So I guess I'm saying all this to say that we, we do try to accommodate our employees. Um, the employees do get access to um, the Braille displays, different types of headsets that are good for Screen reader, screen reader users, they have, we have magnification. I don't know what, you know, obviously all this is contracted out. So, But, you know, for large print users, we have um, magnification products. We have um, one-handed keyboards. We have, you know, things like that. So all the way around, we do try to take care of our employees. Anything else that somebody would what what are we doing on time? Okay. How much? Um, okay. Um, actually, Bill uh, would like to add something, so I'm going to give him the microphone. Thank you. Yeah, just continue. This is Bill Manifold. I'm the program manager for the notice program that Kim mentioned. Uh, just continuing on a little with the notices. Uh, Kim mentioned, of course, you can file the 9, 000, Form 9000 and we'll send you stuff. Unfortunately, not all correspondence gets through that system. So if you do receive something that didn't come, you know, you've asked for it on the Form 9000 or maybe you haven't filed your Form 9000 yet and you do need it in one of the alternative medias, we do have a couple methods you can do. You can send to us. You can fax it to us at the AMC. And please remember to include whatever the correspondence is. As Kim mentioned, we can't go into the system and pull it. So you have to give it to us. But you could fax it to us at 855-473-2006. Please make sure you clearly write on there what alternative media format you want, and we'll get it back to you. You can also mail it to us. And for those of you that are here in the room, it the, the address is in the stuff we handed out, but it is the IRS Alternative Media Center, 400 North 8th Street, room G39, Richmond, Virginia, 23219. Unfortunately, that process will take up to 15 days. We're not quite as quick on that as we are on the uh, standard notices if you file out a Form 9000. So thank you. I give it back to Kim. Thank you so much. I knew I would leave something. <laughs> Any questions at this point? Um, I know this is an IRS um, class, um, but do you have any, um, oh, what, what, what's the word I want to use? Do you have any uh, statistics or any um, information on um, the comparison of other tax uh, programs, let's say TurboTax, H&R Block, um, it, can you compare any of those programs to the IRS and tell us, are they better, are they worse, are they accessible, are they not accessible, is your way the way to go, um, or are there other options out there? Okay, well, uh, 
What I will tell you is that we cannot promote one or, or any one. Okay, uh, you right. know that's that's how that goes. What I can tell you is that there are those that are accessible. Are accessible. They are. Okay. I use one myself, and have been for some years. Um, now, um, as far as you know, the better way to go, I'm really not sure how to answer that because, you know, electronic filing is quicker. Um, right. That is the method that I choose to do myself because I don't want to have to, well, one, wait. I'm not real patient. <laughs> um, but I also don't want to have to print it off, sign it, address an envelope, send it in. Correct. So, you know, there you go. It's, it's going to be whatever's most convenient for you. But, yes, there are those that are accessible. Okay. Then my second question is, should you use an accessible program like TurboTax or H&R Block and you run into an issue with that, can a blind person then call this number, one of these numbers, probably not, because one is tax form and one is the helpline, maybe the helpline for people with disabilities. Is there a number to call if you should run into an issue using another document, or is that a totally different? Yeah, if you're, if you're say, for, in your example, TurboTax, um, that would be a TurboTax thing because I know nothing about their software. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know that I would be much help to you. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank you. Anybody else? <laughs> hey, hey, Kim. I don't know if you can answer this question, but we're, we're uh, Carla White and myself are here from Department of Veterans Affairs and forms of just beautiful things that we have more trouble with than you would imagine. Um, can you walk? So we are using a combination of a couple things at VA. One is, of course, Adobe Acrobat, but we are producing our forms in a product called Adobe Experience Manager. And the, the interface between that form-producing product and the wrapper that goes around it, which is Adobe uh, Acrobat, and comes up in Adobe Acrobat, doesn't always work. Can you walk me through what you guys use as far as how you make your forms accessible? What, what product are you using? Okay. Uh <laughs> I, I know actually, that's pretty technical, but well, no, it's I actually helpful. talked to Bill about this just the other day, and we do not know exactly what they are doing. We do know that they have managed to uh, figure it out. So my plan was um, I will get with you, get phone numbers and that kind of thing, um, and see if we can find somebody when we go back that Mike could enlighten us and you. But we actually, what we do... Um, the AMC, on as far as forms are concerned, we do not make them, well, let me back up, accessible PDFs. We do not do those ourselves. We do check them. So the people that make the forms for the general public, they, do, they have built in the accessibility. And it was a very long, arduous process that we went through to get it to working with the prior software, and we had it down to a science. And then they changed it. <laughs> and we went through several months that nothing they produced was accessible, and so they were all held up. Now I believe that that has been fixed um, uh, I spoke to the person who does most of those reviews for us, and it looks like that's going pretty well. So I will get with you, Pat, right. 
and get some phone numbers, and I will see if I can find you some help. <laughs> and we we do use um, if we are there are some things that we um, PDFs that we make accessible in house um, when somebody you know the, our commissioner says I need this in um, yesterday then that usually will go to Bill and he will use um, Common Look give me the exact name so yeah okay. So the common look PDF will use that, but evidently it is not working with whatever new system. Um, we can't check them with that. Can I just interject really quick here? Um, in your in answer to your question, um, the many of the um, oh the the blind uh, software programs that are using transcribe that that transcribe braille they're using a program now called abby and it's a b b y y fine reader and they're finding that that is the best um ocr which takes a document and enables it to be read um and fixed and changed because we know obviously PDFs aren't the greatest and we know uh, the Word docs aren't the greatest to turn into Braille. Um, so they're using what they call Abby Fine Reader. So you might want to check that out Okay, thank for you. your documents. Um, so hopefully that, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's <laughs> hopefully it's helpful, but it's really not an answer for you, Pat. But we will try to get with you and see what we can do on that. Um, because we, we certainly had our trouble. And it was like all of a sudden everything was broken. And it sort of held up, oh gosh, for several months. Um, Kim, I have a fly. question for you. Okay. Um, a lot of, uh, is, there, is there any chance that y'all are looking at like Form 990s and those things to, uh, for nonprofits to make those those forms accessible and and uh, usable because I know our our treasurer and our state affiliate just has a, a fit trying to trying to handle the the regular documents when she's filling preparing those and some of the other forms that nonprofits have to uh, submit on an annual basis. Okay, actually, they're already there. Um, now, this is something that I did not mention. I, I told you in a roundabout way, I guess, but I didn't really get specific with it. The um, remember I said it was irs.gov forward slash accessibility. All right, if you just go to irs.gov, you can get there is a link that takes you to forms and publications, and those are for the general public. There is a link above all that on that page that says if you want them in accessible formats, you need to go to this link. Unfortunately, they have not put the two together. Uh, and we would sort of like that, but that has not happened. So the 990 is already uh, available, and, and we have it. It's already up there. So they may be getting the wrong version. Thanks, Kim. In, in our journey to do this, and we've been on this journey for, I don't know, what about eight or ten years, it seems, uh, we have a good technical solution. But... And we, so we, we think we know how to, what we need to do and how we need to do it. But what we're lacking is the process piece, the business piece. Can you talk about that, um, how something goes through your shop 
and something goes through the shop and then what you guys do with it and how you then QA it and get it out sort of from intake to sort of getting the product out. That would be really, really helpful for us because we're trying to encourage a business owner to step up and say, oh, we'd like to take this on. (laughs) Okay. Yep, good question. Okay, so... Um, processors are a little bit different depending on what we're doing, talking about. So we'll talk about forms first. Um, as I said, they when the changes in 508 were about to happen, we knew they were coming, we went on a mission to make sure that we were in compliance. And so there was a lot of... Um, looking at data and and going back and figuring out because, you know, obviously government agencies, if we don't have anything else, we've got a form for it. And a lot of the stuff was sitting there and it was maybe obsolete, but nobody had bothered to, you know, it was still in there. <clears throat> so we went through that process and figured out um, what we needed to try to make accessible first. And then as we got done with that, you know, we did it in in batches, and so then we would go and pick up some other ones. And what we wanted was for our um, people in-house, they make all of the IRS forms, and they are pretty protective of those forms, as well they, they should be, because we don't need anybody that can change those things when they go out. So um, those are done by people in-house. And I will say they've even gotten some uh, some of our PDFs now has some scripts built into them. Um, and so they have pop-ups if you don't put in the right date format. And obviously all of that has to meet standards. We've created a checklist um, for PDF forms, or PDF documents and forms in particular. And we complete that for everyone that we review. So the people um, that make the forms, they make them accessible. They send them over to us. We review them, and then we complete the checklist. And that checklist goes along with all the WCAG standards. And on the checklist, it has because you know our not not just our people use this checklist. You know, and we're not just our forms makers. Other parts of the organization are needing to make. PDFs accessible. So on this checklist, we've got the link to the standard and we've got a link to um, how to implement that standard. So we have the checklist. It goes back with every PDF and um, we attach it to the file so that once it goes back and finally and makes it to our gatekeepers, they've got a report that says, yep, this is compliant. And they will then post that document to our website so for publications and other things that are not forms um, again since we are in the publishing arena we have access to um, things when it says okay this is ready to go to print so we get that along with the people that are going to actually print them and stock our warehouses and that type of thing so what we do is we take that, and if it is something that we automatically have done every year in an accessible format, we have contracts that support that work. And so the contract core, 
um, will send the, a PDF version of that document to their contractor, and then it will get uh, turned into, um, say, an accessible PDF, a Braille, a text, um, of which, well, that's a large print. And then once that contractor sends it back, obviously when we first get a contractor, we're going to review their work like 100%. Once we get comfortable with the fact that they're, they know what they're doing and they're pretty good, we more or less spot check those. We, there's no way to check every single one. But now the forms that are done in-house, we do check every single one of those. And so once the document comes back from our contractor, then we ship it off to whoever sent it to us, asking us to make it compliant, and then it gets posted. Um, we do... The, the, the process is very similar for the Braille. We also have an in-house um, process because there's not many Word, uh, PowerPoint, or Excel files that are posted for the public consumption. But for those of us who need it to do our jobs, we have contract support for that as well. Um, and so if you have a Word document that needs to be made compliant for someone then we we can we have a contract core that can also send that out and make it compliant. Um, In-house, we do have some people that know, like um, Bill, for example, pretty much knows how to make a Word document compliant. I <clears throat> have somehow fallen into the the one that does the Excel. Um, if they're if they're very large Excel files we generally send those co to the contractor because they're just way more complicated than it's worth my time to, to spend doing it. But if somebody needed it in a hurry, you know, I would try to do it for them. So, one last question. Two questions. I assume Bill has a no-trade uh, clause in his contract, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first question. Actually, I did get traded for a while and they threw me back. Oh, no. Oh, you lost your... Yeah, we've, we got rid of him, and then, and then yeah. he keeps popping back up. Your franchise player, huh? You, you've got a tag on him. I suspect uh, we won't get rid of him again, though. Okay. I think we're getting, he's <laughs> there for keeps. And then secondly, more important, uh, I assume that you keep metrics on all of this, uh, all the work that you do and where it goes and all that sort of thing, so that you're eternally funded without having to fight for money we do um we have a help desk an internal help desk and this is in addition to the helpline so and this is mainly just for internal things and so um every document that goes to a contractor goes through that help desk gets assigned a ticket number and we keep that data and then we do monthly statistics and have a dashboard now that we display all that on so, so um, that's something that was just put into place. And, um, again, Bill got to be a big part of that, and he was real happy about it. Uh, <laughs> but every month we turn in our statistics. And so, um, and not only that, but the people, the contract cores, yeah. they keep spreadsheets of everything they send back when it, or send out when it should be back, when, 
when it does come back and then when it goes out to the customer and then all of that's documented documented in the help desk as well. So question, so is this a separate help desk from like tier one, tier two support? So is this a help desk specifically for specifically for like your accessible documents? Or is this embedded in like your overall IT service? Help it is desk? an AMC help desk. Yes, we so it's separate. only. It it is does not go with tier one, tier two support. It is just um, AMC. It's all about the you know accessible products. So what you know any of that that anything that we do, all of our work goes through that help desk and nobody else's. So, so I'm going to throw you two curveball questions oh, that are probably out of your area of expertise, but you might know something about it. Um, several years ago, um, a committee of disabled employees at Justice did a survey of other federal agencies to determine how other agencies were implementing Schedule A uh, subsection U hiring, the hiring authority. And the IRS was one of the few at that time who... Uh, was keeping uh, a database of Schedule A applicants um, <clears throat> who they would contact um, if an opening came uh, up before it was published publicly, which is the whole idea behind Schedule A. Do you know if the IRS is still doing that and uh, or if there's some alternative way to apply under Schedule A to the IRS? To the best of my knowledge... Everything is the same, but I will admit that it is not something that I see on a daily basis, so I cannot guarantee. I know the Schedule A certainly is still around, and we certainly see people coming through. You know, there's no more, um, well, for customer service anyway, there aren't any more um, um, rehab facilities that are doing that. Nobody's taking that over, so you go through the regular class, as we call it, off the street with everybody else. But we do we do have the Schedule A and, of course, veterans hiring preferences. Right. And my other question is a follow-up question on the uh, question about uh, metrics. So uh, I believe the IRS is also subject to filing an MD-715, um, which isn't necessarily compiling metrics um, for public-facing things. But do you have a report that's accessible to the public about um, activities related to accessibility? I do not know if that is um, for public consumption. I I do know that we do that. I've had to complete those before, but I do not know if it's accessible to the the public. Okay. Well, if there are no more questions, I am certainly glad, and we appreciate you having us here. And... If you have any questions, then just um, call our helpline and we'll be happy to try to help. Great job.